Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. What's up, guys? Hello, welcome back. Episode 81 should be? 81. We are in the middle of the semester right now. Right, like week seven or something like that? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. It's tired. Midterm, yeah, as you can hear probably from the voice, we're tired, we're Mm. spent. Gotta turn the volume up more. Yeah, yeah, because I can hear. Apparently when I get tired, I stop hearing stuff. Mm. All right. And we just, so you, the last thing that you listen to people is our episode on on teaching and learning was that no there was one right after that (laughs) see we don't even know these things uh it gets uh, this is what happens when you do these things i know i know it's my fault oh personhood personhood yes that was the one that was the one we did personhood so we hope you enjoyed that we did we figured out it was very difficult uh yeah (laughs) And today, instead, we decided to do something simple. Quote, unquote. <laughs> it should be simpler than that. <sighs> we'll see. No? We'll see. I don't know. Um, so hopefully you will agree with us. And <laughs> it is simpler. You, we, we can get to a solution. We'll see. We can see. figure this thing out for the first time in the history of All right. the podcast. That's a big claim. We're going to figure this out. No, I don't think it was going to happen. But. Talk about I would do maybe a $5 buy-in on that claim. No yeah. higher than that, though. <laughs> no higher than that? No higher Well, it depends what, try, what kind of things we're trying to figure out about it. It's true. And we'll do that one day. Yeah. Take shots every time blank happens. Exactly. exactly. So today we are talking about this general word that is definitely an overused word that you hear all the time, technology. Yes. And I think we're going to try to tackle it from multiple uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. There's a few things that are coming to mind. Uh, by the way, we're doing this. We got into this bad habit mm-hmm. of doing this pretty much on the fly. Like uh, <laughs> we we get here when we need, we get to, to the office. We were supposed to record, and I just go because I'm assuming that's my bad memory. <laughs> I'm assuming. So what did we say we're going to record about? And Anthony goes like, "Oh, we haven't decided yet." <laughs> <laughs> so. We just think about it like, what, 15 minutes? You know, yeah, we're, we're falling apart. We did a coin flip last exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. We, we, we're not pre- – but we're prepared. We still come prepared because yeah. the tools are always in the toolbox. That's it. Um, anyway. So there's the multiple angles. Like there's the what is technology and mm-hmm. then there's like the normative stuff surrounding it. I Yes. This, this is um, – this, I was thinking also there are some distinctions there to be made between technology and technique, mm. for example, right? Uh, there's the political aspect also of technology, right? Um, in one of my classes, I'm reading on actually tomorrow. I'm gonna talk about this. Uh, we're reading an article from 1980s, I think, um, that it's titled "Do Artifacts Have Politics?" Oh, you briefly explained this to me, and um, I think that is relevant, right? Mm-hmm. There is also the possible differences and similarities with. Artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the old, old things of what exactly is, what the technology st- starts and stops, mm. and so on. So I think we can we can probably have like seventy episodes of this and still not that got anywhere. So. Yeah, I, I I so I was briefly thinking about this on my short drive from one parking lot to the other, and. There's two things that I thought of that were interesting for yeah. like a starting point of how when mm-hmm. people talk about this. The one thing is that in today's world, mm-hmm. we use the word technology as a noun. Yes. We say like, oh, because of technology, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And not only do we nounify it, but like we don't merely nounify it as a, a process. We like refer to things. As technology. As pieces of technology. Piece of technology. 
And this is really weird because it ends in, in Logos. Mm-hmm. And Logos is supposed to be like discourse and study, right? So you have like biology, mm-hmm. um, philology, psychology, and they're all like studies of stuff. Mm-hmm. But technology is not like the discourse or study of of techne, which is the second thing I was wondering about is this Greek word mm-hmm. techne. Yeah, it's true. It's interesting, right? Uh, is it the only instance that we can think of where something like this happens? That's a good question. Because I was thinking, if we're talking about the study of technology, you have to say technologyology. <laughs> well, this is why techniques is supposed to be mm. the thing, and then technology should be the discussion of that. And that, I think, is... I actually think that originally that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So when you read uh, some of the philosophy of technology, for example, right, and you you read there's this book called Techniques in Time, uh, for example, by this French philosopher uh, right now. My, the name is Stigler, sorry. Okay. Bernard Stigler. Um, Heidegger, uh, scholar, mm-hmm. that eventually, um, or, or if, you, if you read something from uh, Gilbert Simondon, again, they all talk about the thing. And this this was confusing to me when I started studying these things, because they refer to the things that we call technology as technique. With the German word, right? With the yeah. K. Yes. Okay. Um, and and then they translate it into French, and it becomes like uh, techniques, pretty much. Hmm. So techniques, and then you have technology, which is instead the study. So they're doing technology. They tell you, right? So uh, I think the book is here. Hold on. I'll okay. show, you, show you exactly what I mean. Because if you think about, for people who are listening, you have this Greek root, techne, um, and you see this in Plato, you see it in Aristotle, you see it in lots of stuff. Um, see what I'm saying? The fault like, of Epimethus. Epimethus. So the, the thing that he's doing, the Steeler is doing, is actually technology what is a technical it's like meta technique yes interesting so it it is it is interesting and i think that originally uh up to up to them let's say this distinction is made and i'm i'm assuming that around the 1980s things start changing Hmm. and we start calling technology stuff because there is like techniques technique yeah and like technology right and i i you wonder what the connection is right so i was starting to say techne in greek has something to do with like craft right yeah. or like an art mm-hmm. or uh or even some you might say like a science or something like mm-hmm. that um and it all has to do with this is gonna sound vague but doing something mm-hmm Maybe doing something in a certain way, doing something in a certain way for a certain reason. But it's different in poiesis, right? But it's different. Um, so you talk about techne and you talk about crafts, mm-hmm. right? Like what, what are maybe some different crafts you do? Like if you're woodworking yeah. or somebody that's techne. Mm-hmm. Or if you're an artist, that's techne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently if you're a scientist too, at some point there was this relation mm-hmm. to techne. Um which is very vague. It just leaves it at, at, at some kind of almost, I don't know if systematic's the right word, because that, that implies too much analytic knowledge, but there's some kind of uh, intentional doing in order to, to make something become. Which is funny that we say it's vague, because it's one of those things that Aristotle defines, right? Mm, mm. And usually it's pretty good with definitions, but you're right. It's, it's a little bit more, it seems that the, the, the category is pretty big. And everything, anything that has to do with, would you say that has to do with creative processes or no? It's, or is it more like, again, because I think that that's more poiesis. It's because also Aristotle, I think this is the right word, ergon, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't this mean like work, mm-hmm. but also it means product? Yeah. So it's like, it's the process and also the, the result pro- of the process. Yes. Yes. And then so technology too, it's like, it's a, it's the, it's a, <laughs> a certain type of way of making something come into existence or something so yes. yeah creativity seems to be important there important so, so making making right but i'm assuming that we are um 
So I have a bunch of things in my head right now. So number one, um, I think we need to clarify our terminology. Somebody's whistling. Uh, some we need to clarify our terms, right? Because mm-hmm. after we've said this, people might be like, "So what are you talking about?" Right, right. I mean, I'm like, "What are we talking exactly. about?" Exactly. So I think that we're going to use, generally speaking, the word technology. Not as what we're doing right now, which is talking about te- techniques, mm-hmm. but rather as the object mm-hmm. in itself, like the way people use it normally, because otherwise we get confused, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think that, secondly, the thing you're saying that technology has to do with creativity, right? I think the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is what's the difference between that and an artistic product. Right. That's the first thing that comes to mind because creativity kind of comes to, you know, I tend to think of arts rather than, than techniques. I'm, I'm, I feel like the, the broader category would be something just, it's going to be annoying, but doing. <laughs> okay. Doing slash making because doing slash making um, allows for product of a kind of labor process mm-hmm. without it necessarily being creative because creativity has all this connotative baggage and maybe it involves novelty maybe it involves a spark whereas like if you're doing a, a science or something that's non-artistic that's still like a quote-unquote techne mm-hmm. so i wonder if again making or doing is the starting point i don't know uh it I mean, might be think about it okay try to immediately connect it to this stuff mm-hmm. right so the things we call technology they certainly do things mm-hmm. the, and and perhaps the the whole purpose of those things we call technology is to help us do things uh with more ease should be yeah. less labor mm-hmm. right it's kind of like you outsource your labor capabilities, whether it's bodily or mental, to this thing that now takes the place of oh, the one doing, the one working. Uh, from that perspective, definitely. I agree with you. Um, I was thinking that you were saying that uh, creativity or whatever doing goes into making the technological object. Oh. I was thinking about, I was still mm. on phase one. What are these things that we call technology? How are they different in the creation? So I'm assuming that me and you both agree that they don't exist. Te- technological objects do not exist in nature. Um. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe we don't agree on that. Well, I don't know because when you say that, my initial thought was like, does nature include consciousness or does it not? And then I was thinking of animals, mm. and then I was thinking of tools. I was, I thought you were thinking of a stick. Yes. So, like a monkey using a stick. But truth is, though, that in order for the monkey to use it, to use a branch, a piece of a branch, as a stick. We are crafting it, and therefore it's become. I mean, it's becoming um, chimp made in this case. Oh, okay, right. So I think I agree with what you're saying. So technology, it's not in the natural furniture of the universe, so to Correct. speak. It requires some kind of conscious or semi-conscious thing yes. to. I'm thinking of Locke a little bit here. Alter the natural state of things in some way. I think that technology can exist. So, again, in a sense, everything is natural, right? Everything is made out of something that we found somewhere. We don't we don't create things out of nothing, right? So, from that perspective, sure, we can say that everything is natural. But if we want to make a distinction there, there are certain things that uh, that assume, let's call it this way, I'm not necessarily fond of this way of defining it, but for now we'll do. Uh, that get their function only after manipulation yep. from yep. something. A some. quote-unquote will? Yeah. yeah. Again. Lowercase w, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. But somebody needs to deal with it. Yep. Somebody needs to, to take it away from the place we found it originally 
and kind of do something with it. That's I think that's step one in in creating a piece of making uh, a piece of technology. Correct. Agreed. It's not like a mind independent thing in in nature. Uh, no, no, okay. definitely not. So we're on good. That's good. that's fine. But the thing is, like, so, but what we just said, I think that generally speaking, me and you, maybe it's not necessarily um, everyone's um, way of thinking. But me and you, I think that believe that in order for something to be called an artistic creation also needs to have some manipulation. Yes. So what's the difference? Exactly. What is the difference? Uh, Could it be utility? That's the first thing I thought of was the function slash utility. Um, Meaning that technological pieces are differently than pieces of art. They need to be functional slash useful yeah um because you know there are some people who will say in order for art to be it has to be not at all functional Mm -hmm. but i don't want to make that move Mm -hmm. um it's not that i think it's wrong i just haven't thought about it long and hard enough so i will say maybe the difference is that art may involve function but it is not purely functional Whereas it's not uh, a necessary condition. That's right. It's not. It's not a necessary condition. Um, whereas with pieces of technology, those are first and foremost functional objects. Okay. I, and they may have aesthetic components, but those are not integral to its essence. Yeah. I'm wondering. I was thinking also: Is it possible that another one of the differences, the fact that, um piece of art Mm -hmm. at least in the western tradition in order to be successfully recognized sorry in order to be successful it needs to have some degree of originality there needs to be one piece Mm. well technology if it is successful it is not in one it's not one piece but it's like it's mass produced mass produced right uh would that would you would you subscribe to that difference also because I know that, you know, the chimp that makes the stick or the human being that for the first time starts fishing and uses whatever tool, mm-hmm. maybe that's not reproduced, but actually it is reproduced because eventually it's so successful that mm-hmm. other people start doing it too. And now we sell those things, right? Maybe it's like um, the reproduction isn't a necessary condition for technology because if I just make a radio or something weird like in my garage to help me do something, I think that's still a technological object. But mass producing that does not make it stop being technology. No, actually, Whereas mass producing art does stop it from being art. Uh, so that's exactly what I'm saying. I think that if a technological product is mass produced, that means that that is very successful. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, well, a piece of art, in order to be successful, it needs to be original. I guess, again, at yep. least in the Western. Okay, so I think world. we're good there. Um, I'm also thinking that the in the process of constructing or doing art, and maybe this is the same side. This is a different side of the same coin. Whenever we're producing art, the expectation is that um, if it's not a painting or something, it's like a performative art, for example, right? Uh, the expectation is that there are there are going to be some variations within the the animate stuff, right? The the the, the, the artistic uh, production, while for technological products, we require they're all the same. Mm. It's things that are very successful. They need to be. They need to be consistent, absolutely consistent in the right. same. Right, like there is the iPhone. What is it? The, what is it? Okay. Like seventy-five? No, I, I have the cheap one that still has the button. I forget what it's called. The X X S E. The iPhone S E. Mm-hmm. So the iPhone S E. There is one set of things that constitutes the iPhone SE and it has a patent mm-hmm. and it has all these things mm-hmm. and so when everyone has it they have like you're saying the same exact 
copy and pasted thing. Yes. And if there's a deviation from that, you it's a defect. It's a defect, right? You don't really have the SE. You mm-hmm. have something screwed up. Yeah, you need to return it. Yes. Or they need to fix it for you. So, and from this perspective, maybe technology doesn't doesn't depend on creativity, right? At least not the same way as art does. Yeah, I think the same way part is key because mm-hmm. I know um for people who are like tech junkies, especially Apple people, mm-hmm. they're like all about the quote unquote aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And and maybe aesthetics being used in a different way, but the way it looks. Yeah, but that's right? different, right? But I know that if you talk to people who are like product mm-hmm. designers or watch them talk about mm-hmm. it, they talk about their quote unquote creations mm-hmm. with such reverence. Like this is this is a beautiful thing, right? Like what's the guy from Apple, Johnny Ives? Like we've made it glass and completely rounded so it's not even there and it's this beautiful thing. And I'm thinking of uh, Chul Han. Uh, I don't know what book he has, but he talks about how the thing that's considered beauty mm-hmm. um, becomes smoothness Mm -hmm. and transparency Mm -hmm. and he talks about how this like permeates everything yeah uh from cell phones to and computers to even like pornography and like human beauty standards and like the smooth Mm -hmm. this this and which is very crazy to think about right parallels between like how you would uh, look at a woman or something and how you would look at a phone. Very... Yeah, the skin is to be almost the same. Very bizarre, right? Um, But yeah, so aesthetic does go into technology, but it's almost to make it as transparent as possible so that it can function... Better or properly. Without you even really thinking about it, right? It becomes an extension of your body. Yes, to make it more technological in a sense. Yes, yes. Uh, but I'm, but I'm saying I think that that's different, right? I'm talking about the creativity that goes into. So if you're a designer, right, your job is pretty much the one of making um, something that is mass produced as closer as possible to a piece of art, without becoming a piece of art. So you you want it to be beautiful. You want yeah. to, people to appreciate it. Yep. And oh, yeah. Never a piece of art, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it is it, because of the mass production, because of some other stuff, too. But uh, So I think that that is different. And if you're a designer, again, of course, you're kind of an artist up to a point. But the technician that thinks of the phone, right, Yeah. Uh, or the thinks of the computer, or the thinks of the the the... The gas engine, the engine for the first time, right? He hasn't in mind those things. The thing is to create something reproducible, cheap, and functional. So that it works. So that it works. That's the key. Exactly. It works. It works and does the job that it's been designed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, do these people that make these inventions, is that mm. comparable to the artist? Is <sighs> the inventor and the artist the same thing? And I want to say no. Yeah, I want to say no, too, because um, the inventor has, like, what's the classical way of thinking about it? You have an engineer, you have an inventor. Here's a problem. Mm -hmm. How can I solve this problem Mm -hmm. by inventing this thing? But art is not, it's not that. It's not like solving a problem of how do I get through my day faster? How do I listen to my music better? Exactly. And people might say, like, but you're solving a problem of like having something in you that's upset and then you make the art to cure it. But that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. That's not the same kind of thing. Oh, but I will also claim that there's a bigger difference. So the inventor is it's just opposing, literally, right? It's putting together pieces of things that are there in a new way. Mm-hmm. And it's and he's, what can we say? And he's doing that to solve a specific issue, right? A specific issue that has to do with a specific issue that is universal. So I want, not that universal, but it's general, right? And sometimes I, I don't think an inventor, I don't think somebody can be called an inventor if they invent just uh, something that's good for them. <laughs> mm. 
this is not an inventor. You're just solving your specific problem. This, you're not inventing anything. An inventor is somebody who solves a problem that it's common to many people, right? And the fact that they're putting together, they're not creating, is not, the inventor never starts with a, with a blank canvas. The inventor already always has something there hmm. that it's putting together, I would say. Think of, yeah. think of the, the, the transition from the transistor radio to the radio that we have today, right? Yes, somebody invented the digital radio, whatever it is, right? But the truth is that it's just modifying a script that's already there. Mm-hmm. And before that, the transistor radio, there was somebody who was, was modifying the gramophone. Right, like the and, tubes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of similarities and differences because I know this is one where you're going to have people be like, but what about this? What about this? <laughs> and art, it's hard because you have things that are called art that are pretty different. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about this um, when I did the presentation at the mm-hmm. high school. And I was talking about aesthetic experience, yep. which is what it is like to be with or mm-hmm. to experience the artwork. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about this concept of, of dissolvement and yada, yada, yada. Um, but then we we had this discussion about how that wouldn't apply to certain forms of art. Mm. Uh, so certain forms of things that are called art would be totally nixed from that, such as representationalism, Yeah. right? Just like I'm going to paint you mm-hmm. as accurate as possible, or I'm going to like paint this this door as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. That, that's not as, that's not expressively creative in the way that it is if I were to be like, oh, this is some emotion, but some abstract representation of it, or here's some story I've crafted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of seems like if there's a parallel between art and technology at all, mm-hmm. it's closer to the, those forms of art. Because the representational arts, mm. yes, there's the uniqueness, yes, there's the skill, but it, it almost has less of that spark that other forms of art has, and that's what makes it similar to the technology. Like, why are you painting the king so we have a photo that makes our kingdom look strong and mm. gives it a certain function so that when people walk in, they say, ah, yes, that's our leader or something like mm-hmm. that, right? So... That is one thing that's going through my mind. Whereas, yeah. like Pollock, I don't know, or like, uh, which is funny because some people say the opposite, right? That the real artist, somebody who's able to represent, yeah, yeah, mimesis, right? You're able to 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 imitate. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, what's an in between, like like Klimt, right? So mm-hmm. someone we both like, like that's different from someone doing just a portrait of someone to hang definitely, on their wall. Definitely, definitely. That's more mechanical. We haven't used that word yet. True, true. That's more... Me- uh, some of this portrait stuff are mechanical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, others, maybe not. But I'm wondering... Maybe maybe a difficult question, maybe not. Is, uh, is art created by an AI a piece of technology or a piece of art? So we've been talking about this a lot in my classes because we had just read Searle, um, the chapter Can Computers Think in yeah. Minds, Brains, and Computers, whatever the mm-hmm. book is. And two out of two classes uh, asked that same question. Mm-hmm. And the common consensus is it's definitely not art. Is it technology? Is it technology? I suppose if it's... Is there a third option? Because if we're saying that a function is Mm -hmm. a necessary condition of technological objects, Mm -hmm. is the Google AI painting, quote-unquote, doesn't actually paint, creating, quote-unquote, producing an image, let's say, does that have a specific function? Or is that just like when I type 7 plus 7 into a calculator and it says 14? So I think it has a function, actually. You think so? More than one, actually. Because I was inclined to say it's it's not an additional technological object. It's just um, a, a function undertook by a technological object in the same way that a calculator 
calculating an equation does not produce a new technological object. Mm. So that's a good point. But I was thinking that it is, um, first of all, that it is um, somewhat uh, that he has a function. So the, the, the distinction cannot be, cannot be the function because the function of the AI um, the, the uh, AI production is could be number one entertaining us but not just like any artistic hmm. um, stuff but I wasn't even thinking that I think that the function the real function is showing us how powerful the AI is that is so human like mm-hmm. they can even do that I think that's a statement by Google or whoever is designing these things more than anything else why else right what else what would be the purpose of having that otherwise no, that right, no purpose, right, right. Right. Yeah. so that is the reason why we have that um, now the question is is that though even though it has a function is that a technological is that is that a piece of technology mm-hmm. um, in a sense I guess we can say it is physically it is it's a result it's a result right um but is it similar, for example, that's so many things. This is not easy. I, uh, thought, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I'm thinking, is the, 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 the painting by the AI, is it the same as um, uh, as, the, as a final product that comes out of a completely automated um, mill or... Uh, or like, a, what, like a factory. Yes, so you have the factory. It's completely automated, literally. You ever and watch How It's Made? Say it again? No. The show How It's Made? No, I don't think so. So it's this show that used to be on uh, so like Discovery or something, mm-hmm. and each week they feature different mass-produced objects, and they mm-hmm. show you how it's made. So like this week's uh, traffic lights, bubble gum, and book covers, <laughs> and they show you like all the different steps in the factory, and it's yeah. like super just like, uh, you get addicted and just of drown course. in the TV. Of course. Um, but is the art, well, I'm not going to even say, or is the thing created by the Google AI that's being called art the same thing as when the machines create like a fork? A, a fork or a, a phone, even. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to bracket this one for now and see where else I, we can... Yeah, I think so. I think it's difficult to answer because they yeah. both are machine-made. Right, right. Both of them have a function, even though this might be different. Well, this is a machine. Okay. A fork is a, a simple machine. Yeah. A wedge is a simple machine. A phone is a simple machine. Whereas an image is not, it's a, not machine. a machine. And we come back to this word mechanical now. True. What if the AI is able to sculpt stuff? To make stuff they're not that treat like a like a sculpture of a person. No, I'm thinking like if the AI creates a sculpture made out of forks or of phones, does it become? So, in other words, can you combine machines to make non-machine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. It's like the opposite of emergence. <laughs> exactly. Um, hmm. Emergent. <laughs> Surely, because aren't uh, lots of pieces of art uh, made from things that are machines or technological objects like chairs? And sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one might be possible. <laughs> but what is what is a machine? That, that's the other right. Is it? It's a thing. Well, I'm thinking back to science class in like middle school okay and they teach you like what are the three simplest machines Mm -hmm. and they teach you a wedge Mm -hmm. and they teach you maybe like a pulley yeah it's gotta be and then lever maybe a lever or or a a cut i don't i don't know a cutty (laughs) i'm just calling it i don't know but they teach you the school in this country so i have no idea what they teach you guys what do they teach you in europe (laughs) different things um because usually when we think of machines or things that are machine-like, I think we think of parts, a bunch of tiny moving parts, mm. right? Like a clock. Like an ensemble. 
it's like an ensemble, right? And it's producing a symphony, right? Which is the the function of the machine. But if um, if simple quote unquote simple machines, atom mm-hmm. machines exist rather than molecule machines, which would be like mm-hmm. a clock, um, then this means it's not merely about it having parts. And I think we're just back at function. Mm. We're just back at helping you do something. That's all it is. I'm thinking... In a concrete way. Sure, sure. No, I'm thinking, first of all, we need to make a distinction because I think that the only thing that we can call machines are actually those ensemb- ensemble stuff. So this aggregates mm-hmm. of other things. And these other things, we cannot call them machines. Those things, we need to call them... Tools? Tools. Hmm. I am under the impression there's a big difference there. Um, and t- tools are simple machines or aggregates of those, right? Um, and I'm wondering, so what's the real, I guess we can go through this way. We can go through function. What's the real function of a machine? What's the real function of a technological object? What do they do? What makes them all, because of course a phone, a pulley and a wedge, mm-hmm. a widely different yep. <laughs> practical um you know applications but do they all share some sort of a function that goes beyond just oh they try to make my life easier is there anything else besides that i think that's basically it i think they do like um you you like read some futurist stuff and there's this idea of ephemeralization which is like you do more with less mm-hmm. and the 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 telos mm-hmm. of technology is just that. Mm-hmm. It's just how can we do more things with less things, with less energy? So they should f- technology is the thing that should free us from work. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're meant to be like... That's right. Yeah, right. And this, we have failed <laughs> this. It's like technolo- technology becoming untechnological in a way. Yeah. And also, and I think that that is, I think that the other thing that we need to, um, which probably we should have done in the beginning, but we still have time. Um, I think it's also clarified something. And we're partially done talking about wedges and, and stuff like that. Because usually when, we, when you talk to people today and you talk about technology, we immediately think of complex stuff. Yes. But in reality, we should be talking about the simple stuff, right? And also, sometimes we fail to understand the scope of this thing that we call technological objects, technical objects rather than technological objects. Sounds mm-hmm. bad. Technical objects. Technological objects like a book exactly. about techne. Exactly. Yeah. Well, technical objects, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm thinking that I don't think we traditionally think about these things that I'm about to say as pieces of technology, but they are pieces of technology. For example, medicine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Medicine is technology, right? Or anything that we use to play. Toys. Toys are pieces of technology, right? Clothes, those are pieces of technology. Eyeglasses, Mm -hmm. those are pieces of technology. So, And I think that the moment we widen the scope, we discover something new. We discover that technological things technical objects maybe are all things that are made to like every literally everything that is made with a purpose in mind is yep a technical object functional objects intentionally functional objects so if we from books to literally everything and i'm thinking of aristotle four causes Mm -hmm. so all technology has a final cause Yes. There is a reason why it is made. And and it, an efficient cause. And a material cause. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> They're all there. <laughs> Damn Aristotle. Oh, there he is again. Uh, but yes, they all need to have a final cause. Yep. While a piece of art, well, Aristotle still thinks that he has a final cause. But we can say that maybe some of it do not have it. There's an in order to. An in dash order dash to. Now... This might be interesting. What about a game? Like Monopoly, Clue, things yeah. like this. Chess. Chess. No, because the chess piece and the chess board 
I think we've established that these are technical objects, right? Because they're made for the function of playing. But what about the game itself? In other words, can there mm. be um, can there be any technical objects that are not embodied that exist as ideas? Are ideas technical objects? Because again, the game, the rules of the game are those technical objects or not. Mm. And what does that mean if they are or not? Because they play a function, are laws, technical objects. It seems like we can, with regard to games, we can make a distinction between types of games. Okay. So you might have some game like chess mm-hmm. or like that that uh, Asian game Go, mm-hmm. which are rooted in mental competition. Yes. Intense concentration. Mm-hmm. Right? It is a battle of a the intellect. <laughs> right? It's like, screw war. We're going to sit yeah. down and play Go. Can you imagine if we can settle oh, like, disputes this way? That would be so much better. Okay, right? Um, or maybe not, right? Because what's that saying? Uh, lessons not learned in blood are often <laughs> exactly. forgotten. So maybe we need that. Maybe war is a technical <laughs> object. That, possibly. Um, so... You have those kind of games. Mm-hmm. And then you have games that are like just there to be silly. Like, you ever play Cards Against Humanity? Yes, or like Beer Pong? Or, or like, be- <laughs> what's to get drunk? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> that is that is a technological <laughs> that, a tool. It's a, tec- it's a technical object. And it seems like what you're doing when you play chess or Go or even checkers mm-hmm. or even... You know, like clue, like there's strategy involved. Yeah. Um, versus more like games that are just there for the sake of, oh, let's do a thing. Mm. So, and I don't know if the answer to that technological object question you pose is going to depend on the on the type of thing it is. Mm. I'm inclined to say that the the happening of the game. Mm-hmm. That like eidetic involvement in game, like, I I don't think that's that's technological in nature, mm. and I I think it probably has something to do with the fact that there's there's an there's a value that's in itself, okay, versus yeah. a value that that's is fine. for the sake of uh, that's satisfying enough. Something so like that. so we're saying also that ideas are not. Technical objects. Even though we create them, we must produce them. Yeah, because I think the, the I think the technical object has to have the material and formal causes. Whereas an idea It's not the material cause. It's just at best the formal. potentiality for an efficient cause to, mm-hmm. to Okay. And there's a, there's the final cause. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, okay, gotcha. Well yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So ideas immaterial things cannot be technological. They, yeah, at best, I think they could be proto-technological, but There's, they're not—they're not technical objects. At least they might be technological, but they're yeah. not technical objects. Sure. All right, that's good. So we have eliminated that entire slice of the universe, mm-hmm. and we have said that this is not technology, which is good. Okay, that's you see, we found. Uh, I'm going to get my five dollars <laughs> worth. <laughs> we found something. Now, I'm thinking. So, if this plethora of of technical objects that we have are there some that are how can we say usually usually uh, I think another another uh, characteristic of technical object is that they are used by someone mm. I, yes and if that wasn't evident in the thing we said earlier about being created for a specific purpose then it should be now Yes, yeah. it is used by someone. It is used. So um, we're moving from the act of creating the technical object to the act of using it. Mm-hmm. Both of these things are necessary, right? We need something or someone yep. to create the object, and we need something or someone to use the technical object. Or at least for it to be intended to be used. Yeah, yeah of course, that doesn't okay. have to be present, but the, the intent needs it needs to be... Uh, 
fruitionable? I don't think it's a word. Fruitionable? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's good. I like that. Um, ac- yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. There must be a different word for that. Ac- actualizable? Yeah. Able to, be- to come into being? <laughs> able to come to fruition. Yeah, that's they, good. They need to be able to come to fruition for some fruition, right? Yep. Um, which uh, it leads me to this idea that to think at least that that human beings are of course the main creators of technology uh we have created so much that it's become junk <laughs> right yep uh which is another characteristic like of uh, probably of technical objects they can become junk oh yeah we haven't they become obsolete obsolete and trash and pollution and all those things, but I think this can go in the second the next, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm saying we are the main ones. Like, of course, um, chimps use some sticks here and there, but not at the, at yeah, the we're, same. We're really the quote-unquote uh, propagators. We are, We are. yeah, we're technical beings, mm. uh, meaning that we create things. We're, you know, uh, anyway. anyway. more technological. Um, yes. So we, uh, we are the one that create most of this, and we are the one they use most of it because we said that the goal is to free us from time free us from work mm-hmm. right is it and you know this i've thought about this before and we've talked about this before a little bit i'm under the impression that we are at the point where machines or technical objects are so complex and we're so immersed into them so I'm looking around, and I think that everything that surrounds us, literally everything that surrounds us, is a technical object, which is scary. We're completely immersed into these things, like all of it, with the exception maybe of this painting right here. I was going to say, yeah, but everything else, no, 100%. Like There's nothing. That's not this, technology. There's not technology here, which is super scary if you stop thinking. There are no artworks besides that and there are no natural objects no because we are in an office without without windows so there is no yeah. even a plan it's just completely manufactured exactly <laughs> everything that we are even what we're wearing right oh yeah uh, what's around our ears with this, the air the, we're breathing exactly like everything right the light the light every single thing so the question is uh not the question. Like we are so immersed into this to the point that we are completely surrounded by this, right? That I am starting to think that we are not anymore the beings that's in control of it, mm. and that it's using it. But rather, I'm starting to think that we are being, we are becoming the technology. <laughs> mm. We are becoming the technical object, and that we are being, let's quote unquote, used by what we would call technical objects. Mm. I, I was wondering if you were going to say that or if you were going to say being used by the ones who make technical objects. That would be... So that's, if you want, um, the political way of thinking about it, right? There's somebody, some other human beings that's mm-hmm. using us through technology. But I'm under the impression that those people are also fully embedded and they're being used as well. And they think they're calling the shots, but they're not anymore. Yeah, I mean, the thing that you're saying, like we are so immersed in it that probably nobody would recognize that. Mm -hmm. Like if you were like, you're surrounded by technology, they would think you're just kind of saying some weird empty cliche. But you're like, no, no, literally. Yeah. 100% of the things... Mm-hmm. in your vicinity mm-hmm. are technology there mm-hmm. are no non-technologies yeah um when you say, when you think about right when you stop and think about that that's not a small thing no and it's pretty scary <laughs> it's isn't pretty it weird yeah because you have to think that we're talking about and right now again we're in the office we're surrounded by things that don't move right we're surrounded by um most of it is obsolete technology, I want to say, compared to what we are capable of doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of feel that we're in control. But when you start thinking about the fact that, or at least not even that, because that thing is listening to you. Oh, yeah. And my thing somewhere there is listening to me too. And this Probably one this is, thing. is watching and listening to you, yeah. right? 
then all of a sudden you realize that you're even more embedded into it than you think you are. That includes the people listening, by the way. Exactly, exactly. And then you start thinking that me and you are having a conversation, uh, but the people, again, the people at home, they're listening at us, they're listening to us through a technological piece. Through a car, through headphones. And again, just I, I invite everybody to make this experiment. Just sit down where you are, and look, if you're driving, don't do it. Otherwise, you're going to crash. But, uh, <laughs> Get the lawsuits. But but again, look around. And please identify if there are few things that surrounding you that are not pieces of technology. Again, the house where you're staying or the room where you are, that's a piece of technology too. Mm. And we are, again, I am, I'm starting to think that we are they we have become because we have outsourced some of those things just like you're saying right mm-hmm. that we are now of course we are fully dependent on it there's no doubt about it but even more than that i think that we are now approaching the point where we are used by the machines hmm. where we are and i think there's proof of that um that we are the one that the machines use to create more effective machine to change themselves and to be more effective. I'm thinking of a parallel here. So there's two things I'm thinking. The first thing I'm thinking is uh, I remember watching Elon Musk talk once and he said something. He seems like a piece of technology. Yeah, right. Um, And he was talking. You like him, don't you? uh, Mixed feelings. Okay. Mixed feelings. Probably more generally positive than not. Um, Nothing wrong with it. uh, So he was talking about like using Google, for example, mm-hmm. right? And everyone just kind of forgets the fact that when you type something into Google, mm-hmm. this is not just like you having a thought yeah. that no one else has access to. This is going into some infinitely large, approaching eternal database. And what he said was that you're just training the AI. Yeah, like you don't know, but you're training it. Every little word you type, every little thing you say, the connections that you make and type the in connections there. that you make, you're you're just teaching it what mm-hmm. humans are like. You're teaching mm-hmm. it how human thinking works. Mm-hmm. You're teaching, and um, I forget was it. I was reading recently that TikTok in because there's this problem with TikTok where it's owned by the Chinese government, and there's all this like crazy stuff happening, and and one of these things has to do with the fact that. It will look at your facial expressions mm-hmm. as you're scrolling through things. So mm-hmm. it's just learning mm-hmm. everything there is to learn about humans. Mm-hmm. And this, the the parallel I was thinking about is plants. Yeah. Okay. Which you're like, what do you mean plants? <laughs> um, plants are so good at evolution. Yeah. They we think that plants are all these little docile things that we can tame. They're the nope. most successful life form. Absolutely. They are everywhere. If you think that they don't move and they are still colonized the entire They're so universe. good, right? Yeah. Because, first of all, um, they blow in the wind. Mm-hmm. So the, the easiest example to think about would be a, the one end of the dandelion, mm-hmm. right? The things you wish on. When those things get blown in the wind, they go somewhere else. And eventually this thing lands in dirt and gets uh, fertilized and makes roots and then now you have more mm-hmm. so just standing still in the wind mm-hmm. is making it reproduce mm-hmm. and but the thing i was thinking of was animals so you have an animal like a bird eating cool. a bunch of berries and you're like oh a stupid berry i'm gonna eat you like i'm in control and then when uh the bird defecates mm-hmm. The seeds are still getting spread, and then more things grow. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is kind of what you're saying: is that the more technology is used, mm-hmm. like in a weird way, although the objects start out as a means of uh, attaining our mm-hmm. telos, mm-hmm. we wind up becoming a means of that telos of propagation of the objects yeah yeah and the same way that birds eating plants distribute the stuff yeah with the i think that the the only difference is that there is another element to what we're doing with technology that i mean maybe it happens to but i I think it's a little bit different 
that we also we propagate technology, but we also make it better just by using it. Mm. Think of think of the fact that the algorithm that you were ever that, that, that that's you know underneath whatever social media you're using or whatever. And I don't know you don't use any, but that someone is using gets better at getting you what you want and feeding you the exact the information that you want. Mm-hmm. It gets better and better, and you love that piece of technology more and more because it's getting more precise. It's getting spot on. It's getting to the point where scary and true. Where you think about stuff, and then they pop up. Yeah, yeah. You don't even need to because you know. I think I told you this. You told me this. Yes, yes. I used to think, and I still think that you know those things are listening and that they're looking. So proven. When you when you you talk to people about something, those things pop up Mm -hmm. uh, in your you know as an advertisement or in whatever whatever uh, feed you have you use. But lately, (laughs) I'm under the impression that I don't even need to think about stuff. I don't even need to talk about stuff. Just the fact that I'm thinking of it mm-hmm. makes it pop up on my search stuff or, or, or as an advertiser. <laughs> and I told you what I started thinking. I was like, damn, what if people were right and in the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, <laughs> there was something and now my phone is connected ah. to it. Uh, but no, of course not. But the thing is, we are now... And also... Think that the machine, by doing this, by getting more precise, mm-hmm. right? What is happening is that it is producing more of the content that it was designed to, and he he betters it, mm-hmm. which in turn makes somebody's money. <laughs> sure, sure, right? And like it, it's certainly something like the intertwining of thinking. And technological computing is happening mm-hmm. because the talking thing is mm-hmm. one example of it, but it's like less freaky, even though it's still extremely yep. crazy. That's that's one that like you say, and people are like, "Ha ha, wouldn't that be crazy?" I'm like, "No, no, no not wouldn't it be crazy? It is. That is factually <laughs> happening." Um, but I was thinking the facial recognition thing, yeah, right. So if something is reading how you respond facially to an article yeah that's a window into how you're thinking yep. so that's one way conceivably that it's producing things yeah in response to what you're expressing of yeah. your thought in your face and then even just you know for a long time i've been thinking there's a parallel between the happening of your screen mm-hmm. and then the stream of consciousness in your mind mm-hmm. right because when you think about stuff in your mind. I don't have to type things Mm -hmm. or click things, but in a way, like there's some parallel between like, oh, thinking of when I was this age, Mm -hmm. now I'm going over here, Mm -hmm. now I'm doing this thing. And when you are surfing, (laughs) what an outdated expression I was about to say, surfing the web um, or (laughs) scrolling. Yes. That's that's just that. That's just Mm -hmm. a, um, a, a more crude version of that. And the more, quote-unquote, advanced it becomes, the more transparent it will be, Mm -hmm. and the less and less distinctions Mm -hmm. there will be between thinking and using this inter... inter, I mean, internet's a funny word, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we kind of just like... But if you think about it, you're like, oh, my God, network. That's crazy, Mm -hmm. right? It's just like things are being... It's like you have an interface, Mm -hmm. Like, we have the interface to the computer. Yes. And this means that it is the thing through which um, mm-hmm. we connect to the computer. Now, imagine if an interface gets so good, mm-hmm. it withdraws. Yeah. And the interface itself becomes reality. Not just the lens, mm-hmm. but reality itself. Mm-hmm. I think that's... We're approaching that. And I think we should continue this into the, and the I, next episode. And you're talking about interface. I'm thinking about words like we interact with machines. Interact. Which means that we act... Get, like it, it, it kind of pinpoints some sort of reciprocity there. Mm. You're not just using the machine. You're interacting with it. We are being with, exactly. but it is also being with. Exactly. We. It's. It's like there is something in between us. Hmm. It's not just. I'm not using. We don't use the phone anymore. We interact with the phone. Yeah. 
which is, again, probably something we should talk about next. Ooh, where do I begin and oh. it ends <laughs> and vice versa? Which is funny because we started talking about pulleys and levers and, and then we are at We Are Machines. That's what happens. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. See you later.